Welcome to the podcast that showcases the rural town careers and opportunities you need to know about. Welcome to What's Your 9 to 5. Hello everybody and welcome back to the What's Your 9 to 5 podcast. Today we have a very special guest, Miss Kayla. She is going to tell us all, all about her very interesting profession. So Kayla, I'll let you take away from here. Just give us a quick introduction and what you do. For sure, my name is Kayla and I'm an archeologist in Ontario in the CRM field. So the cultural resource management field. And I'm just here to shed light on our profession. Awesome. So first off, what, what inspired you to get into this, this type of work? Um, so as I grew up, I loved arts, culture, um, being outdoors. I knew I didn't want to get into like a regular desk job. Um, and I just think, you know, it's human nature to want to know where you came from. And a lot of cultures need help from archaeologists. And I just want to help with that and uncover the histories and just learn every day and discover new things. Awesome. Yeah. How does somebody even go into pursuing a career in archaeology? Like, what kind of steps did you have to take? Like, how did you mm-hmm. get where you are? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's actually funny. I didn't even know until I was graduating high school that you could even take archaeology as a career path. I was actually going to apply to Laurier's BBA program, and they had a drop-down list. And in the drop-down list, A came before B, and I saw archaeology was in there. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is actually a career path I could take. So I went to see what you need, and you know, you just need like English basically. And if you want to take histories in high school, you take them. And I was lucky that I took them. So I had all the qualifications and then I applied and I just got accepted. So I was like, you know, sorry, dad, I'm not going into business. <laughs> it's archaeology now. Wow. What was their reaction to that? Um, so I don't think my dad still really understands what I do. Um, I think they're proud now that I have a career out of it, but all throughout university, they were like very scared, you know, like, will she come out even having a job, you know? So they were scared, but now I, I do think that they're proud of me because it's, it's just a very non-conventional job. <laughs> yeah. sure. You can just show them this yeah. podcast when it's done. Just be like, come on guys, listen to this. I'm on a podcast. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, guys, For sure. yeah. So how long you've been, how long have you been doing the job now? I've been working at my company and doing the job, I suppose, for three years now. And then on top of that, I did just uh, field schools, which I can explain about later if you want. For sure. So what exactly, what do you love about the job? Um, So like I said, I love being outdoors. Uh, I love doing something new, being somewhere new every day, working with just amazing like-minded people. And you're constantly learning. And, you know, obviously the fact that you get to say you're an archaeologist and work with history, that's always a plus. So, so what is your, so you said like not, not, not a lot of people know exactly what archaeologists actually do. So, so uh, like talk us through like just um, a daily nine to five as an archaeologist. Like what, like what is, what is it like that people like, what do people not know about it? Yeah, for sure. I'll also explain some misconceptions at the same time. So a lot of people, they think archaeology, they immediately think like dinosaurs and treasure. (laughs) But it's not that. Usually what happens is when an area needs to be developed, they'll call in archaeologists before to make sure that there's no 
uh, historic sites on there or early settlements or anything. So we come in and we kind of assess the land and mitigate it. And our day starts, uh, we're on the road at 7 a.m. Um, we're going to new places almost every week. And yeah, we're just testing the land. So we're actually getting out our shovels and working straight on with environmental assessments. And we always have like indigenous um, liaisons with us that we work closely with because, you know, in Ontario, this is their land. So we're just making mm -hmm. sure that all everything gets mitigated if we find anything of cultural value. That's perfect. And so right now, I'm doing a, a psycho, psycho, sociology, psychology, and anthropology course. What do you mm -hmm. think, do you, are you familiar with those? And like, which one, like, would you connect archeology span back to more so? 100% anthropology in archeology. span In my uh, university degree, when I was in university, we had to take anthropology courses as well. Um, so, you know, it's the history of people. And I think I would very closely tie it with anthropology, but definitely psychology and sociology. Um, you could definitely use that in archaeology as well, because with psychology, you know, we have to learn how people fought back in the day and stuff and how people use stuff. So that all, all of that, I would say, goes hand in hand with archaeology. And I also think that in university, we're given a lot of options to take extra courses with archaeology. I think I was only allowed to take, out of, let's say, 30 courses, only about maybe 20 of them were archaeology-based, and then you had to expand your horizons and take different courses. So those were a lot of courses that people would take in my field as well. That's great that they're all blended together because they're all so yeah. important things. For sure, yeah. <laughs> So what is, you must see some pretty interesting stuff on the job. So um, what is one thing that kind of sticks out in your mind that it was a really interesting or cool thing that you guys found? Um, in Ontario, I think all the sites that we work and that are indigenous sites, uh, I don't have one that I favor more, but I did do a field school up in Tate Point, which is near Penetang Machine. And that was a huge Huron on that site. So that was really nice to explore that. And we, uh, they're still working on the site till this day. So it's a huge site. And, you know, you're finding beads and arrowheads and all of that stuff. Uh, so I really like doing that. But I don't think there's one site specifically that I can say is my favorite. <laughs> Yeah. There's just so much every day, right? Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. And you would definitely say this is a job like with a lot of hands-on stuff, like hands-on learners would definitely like being an archaeologist? A hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, it's very physical on the body as well. So if you are okay with that type of physical stress, you know, like you're working in the rain and the hot and the cold all the time you're shoveling dirt so if you're if you want to do that amazing this job is perfect for you awesome so what are some daily challenges that archaeologists come by or that you you come by on uh, on you know while working your job so i think i just mentioned one of them the working conditions you know it gets mm -hmm. really hot sometimes you're working sometimes in poison ivy with ticks and all of that stuff and it's hard on the body Another challenge is that our job in CRM is mostly seasonal 
in Ontario because in the winter time we, we don't really dig through the snow. Mm-hmm. And also politics, you have to always be up to date with what's going on, especially with Indigenous peoples. Mm. Um, and I think not really a challenge, but you're always learning. There's always new research coming out and you have to stay up to date with that. So that might be a challenge, but that is also something that I really like learning and knowing. Awesome. And so I assume that there's a, like a couple different like sort of uh, strains off of archaeology. What is your mm-hmm. like job title and what kind of like section would you say you are? So I'm a field archaeologist and I work in the CRM industry, which I mentioned is the cultural resource management industry. That's more for private companies and government jobs that they want to, you know, assess the land before developing. But there's also a research base. So that's more university based and they usually take university students. But you can also pay or volunteer to be on one of these research projects. And they're all around the world as well. So it's, it's a little bit different, but you can end up working for a research-based uh, dig site. Mm, okay. Okay. So what advice would you have to a youth who'd want to go into archaeology? I would say, first off, take every opportunity you can. You know, if you're interested in something, find a way to learn more. You'll never know when you'll need a certain experience or connection you've made in the past. Um, For archaeology specifically, I would say if you're thinking about a career in archaeology, definitely try a field school first. I know sometimes you can do them when you're still in high school, but in university, many universities require archaeologists to do a field school before graduating. And I've noticed that a lot of people, once they actually do the field school, they don't end up liking the hands-on experience as much as they they do so definitely do one of those because you know you might end up loving it but you might end up really hating it and i think you should know that before getting yeah. into a career <laughs> no but that's so important they always say if you find out you li- don't like something it's important the same importance of finding something you do like of course, so going yeah. off of that why like do you think that it's important for people to like learn and like pursue ar- archaeology because you're, you know, you're learning about history and culture. And I think that's very, very important to a lot of people to know where they came from and what land we're on. So mm-hmm. I personally think that's very important, especially now in Canada. Yeah. And like, I, I, I love history. I've always been really interested in history. So like doing a job like that and working on some of those sites and, you know, trying to find, you know, remains of something and make sure you're not building on something that's, you know, um, you know, very important to native people. I, that's, that sounds super cool to me. And it must be really, um, what's the word? It must be really, um, Interest rewarding. Yeah, reward. Yeah, that's it. Reward. It must be super rewarding for you to go on the job, and, you know, kind of, you know, work on stuff like that. Yeah. And if I may add one more thing, uh, I think another rewarding aspect of it or another thing that I like about it is that a lot of people don't know that when you're just doing it as a hobby or finding, you know, quote unquote arrowheads in your backyard and stuff, that's actually illegal. Oh, I think it's good to get archaeologists who know what they're doing to assess the land and not just have people picking out stuff from the dirt and then losing the context. That's very mm. valuable if you don't know where something came from. 
Yeah. So is it basically, so basically if somebody is like, say, just digging through the yard somehow and they accidentally find it without meaning to, is it kind of like, hey, you have to kind of call up the government and be like, hey, this is what I found. I might need to get a couple archaeologists over here. Yeah, we call if you can find just like an archaeology company. I don't, yeah, just to get one of us in yeah. to make sure that it's being, uh, you know, mitigated and properly recorded and all that. Oh, for sure. And I assume that most, most or, or all of the things getting like gathered and found, are those all going like directly to museums? Are they being studied or what kind of happens to the stuff that you guys find? So for my company, we have uh, a huge storage in our lab space, but we also have storages out that we, they're like huge archeology span storage containers, I think out in London, if I'm correct and where they can be properly temperature controlled. And if anyone wants to do research on it, they can do that as well. But yeah, sometimes they do go to museums or for, you know, teaching courses at universities hmm. for, for further research. Yeah. So oh, that's super cool. Yeah. I, that'd be something really interesting. I like, I like history and all that. So that's really cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you, I, for a lot of people, I don't even think you need to say you're, in a university program but if you just want to do research and like work with the artifacts most people will let you do that most archaeology companies will cool. let you do that cool so i guess i don't think we ever really asked this how long have you been been an archaeologist i have been an archaeologist for three years now and then awesome. i worked also abroad in poland and then i did my field school on top of that that's the one in penetang machine Oh, wow. Really cool. And then I know you mentioned that you were going to go to Laurier for business. Did you end up taking the, the anthropology course at Laurier? Still? Yeah. Yeah. So I went to Laurier. I graduated in 2016. My program was called Near Eastern Classical Archaeology. And it's now called, I believe it's called Archaeology and Heritage Studies. Mm. And it was an amazing program. I recommend it to anyone interested in archaeology i think also uft and trent have really good programs and then i did a postgrad at centennial college as well for museum and cultural management oh awesome yeah. i know there are a lot of there's lots of schools out there and lots of options for people that like want to go do archaeology there's not a ton but from the top of my head trent university uft laurier I believe Brock has a program and then a lot of anthropology courses you might be able to minor in archaeology. Okay. Yeah. So we asked this question to everybody who comes on the show and um, if you could go back in time and talk to your 16-year-old self, what would you say to her? I would say, I think I already mentioned, just take every single opportunity possible. Uh, try not to be tied down if you can get a job so you can have more freedom to move around and gain experience. That, that's totally great. Um, and that, you know, it's not always about school, 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 like getting good grades. It's about also getting valuable experiences and making really good connections with people as well. So. If you're interested in anything, just try it and don't let an opportunity slip away. Don't burn bridges. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good thing to bring up because a lot of people think they kind of, you know, 
go off to school, come back, get a job and, you know, get something that kind of, you know, that's close to them. It's close to home and they don't really go anywhere. But it's always good to, uh, to get for the youth to get out, go to different cities, meet new people and get new experiences like that because that's so valuable as well. That's a really good point. Of course. And anyone can be your reference in the end or help you get another job. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all great. Yeah. There we go. And what other things did you want to mention to the audience? Anything you'd like them to know? Um, hmm, uh-oh. <laughs> uh, if not, it's all good. <laughs> I, I don't think I have anything else to add. I'm sure like tonight while I'm sleeping, I'll be like, oh, I should have said that. But I think that's pretty much it on my end. Awesome. Yeah, you did it. You did awesome. You answered like you answered really well i have a like a really good understanding like now of like kind of a lot of the stuff you guys do like there's so much more i like how the first thing people think of now like with archaeology is dinosaurs they go right to that they always <laughs> i know probably because it's yeah that's the glorified the glorified item they find eh? they never talk about you know the actual you know the old, Honestly, um, I wouldn't even know what to do if I found a dinosaur. I would just be like, what is this large cow bone? I, I wouldn't know because <laughs> we're not trained to do that. So Yeah. Like, can you, is there like still like some like old dinosaur bones like in Ontario? Like our, in our region? Is not it kinda... in Ontario. Yeah. That's what I was. Yeah. No. We used to be a massive waterbed. So there's none here. But out in Alberta and Mongolia. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. Kayla, Kayla what, do you what are your future plans like with archaeology is there any way to like move up the levels or go something else what is your plan a lot of people end up working in the lab or doing report writing or becoming a project manager because as i said it's very very physically demanding on the body i don't know many people over the age of i don't know i want to say 45 that still are in the field in archaeology i can already feel my shoulders hurting constantly <laughs> but um yeah they're there's definitely that. And that's also why I did take that postgraduate in museum and cultural studies. So if I want to do any curation work, museum work, uh, working with artifacts, doing more research, uh, I'd be willing to do that as well. Oh, wow. That's really cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Kayla. We really appreciate it. The second you reached out to us and you said, hey, I'm an archaeologist, we can have you on. We're like, well, um, that's a perfect person to have on because it's such an interesting job. Yeah, not many people know exactly what goes on, so I'm glad um, some youth are going to find out exactly everything you do. And uh, thank you again for coming on. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, and I really appreciate that I got to shed light on archaeology as well. That's so cool. Kayla, ladies and gentlemen, 